Praise the Lord. How's everybody doing this morning? Are you blessed and highly favored? Welcome to 2022. Can you believe it? It's going to be an amazing year. Amen. I have such an expectancy in my spirit. How many of you have like this like excitement, like God's really doing something, like I really, really feel it within my spirit, and so I'm just excited to see what God's going to do, and I want to invite all of you out, and of course, invite other people out Wednesday night, say this Wednesday, we are having an all-church worship night, and we're going to minister to you, we're going to pray, we're going to speak prophetic things, and I'm going to give you a word from the Lord for 2022 and what God has put in my spirit and where Faith Builders is going. So I encourage all of you, come on out, come expecting, and let's let God do something really special, amen? Um, I, I, we also have child care available, zero to, I think, third grade, so you can jump online and register your kiddos, and we're just going to have a good time launching this year because I believe the way that you enter into the year is the way that God moves. And so as Pastor Paul said, we're starting our 21 days of fasting and prayer. Hallelujah. And I know we're kind of like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's my flesh too. Like, oh, yay. And then I find out because I had forgotten like there's football all day today. So I'm sure there's football food everywhere. But, you know, maybe you want to start tomorrow. It's okay. There's no condemnation. Amen. But I want to encourage you sometime in this fast to be be a part of it. Find your place. And, and you know, if you want to know more about fasting and how to get involved, listen to our Wednesday night program. I really just did a teaching on how to start a fast, how to maintain your fast, and how to receive what God has for you. So find your place in this fast, amen, because I believe that we're getting all the flesh out of the way. Let's get all the disappointments of these last couple years out of the way, and let's focus on what God has for us, because it is going to be just such a supernatural time, amen? All right. Well, I'm starting a new series today, and it's called The Warrior. And I believe that God is calling us into this new year. Listen, it's a new year. It's a new day. It's a new beginning. And I think God is looking for us to get off the sidelines and begin to roar for Jesus. Amen. And I'm not talking about just declaring Jesus to people because we should be doing that. But I'm talking about being a warrior for your life. Oh my gosh, you guys are quiet today. It's a tough crowd. And maybe it's because the last couple years we've been complacent in a sense. You know, we've been told what to do. We've been told how to behave. We've been submitting to the system of the world. And that's fine. We, can, we need to do that. But I'm talking about a spiritual war on the inside of us. It's time to get off the sidelines, amen. It's time to quit sitting and waiting for God to do something. And I'm going to teach us that you are a warrior. And God has something in your mouth. And God has a promise over your life. And I believe in this season, he's not going to just pass by our house and drop off blessings. He's going to see, are we standing up for the word of God? Are we standing up for truth? Will we declare what God has to say in this season, or will we stay complacent in our life? Amen? So I want to ask you this morning, are you ready to fight back? Are you ready to fight back? And you know, and that's why we're doing this fast is because we're going to have to crucify this flesh. 
We're going to have to crucify our emotions. We're going to have to be willing to feel a little bit of pain so that we can get positioned to see what God sees and hear what God sees. I'm in warrior mode in this season. I've got my sword out in the spirit, amen, and I'm running after all that God has for my life, all that God has for this church and for this city and for your lives. So we are warriors, amen. There's a battle to be won, amen. There's a habit to be broken. There's relationships that needed to be mended. There's debt cancellation. There's some disciplines that we need to start back into our life. And there's some temptations that we need to conquer. Listen, there's some things in our life that if we want to remain where we're at and wake up in 2023 in the same exact place we are by doing the same exact thing. Or we can say, I'm getting off the sidelines and I'm enacting the spirit of God that is on the inside of me and I'm taking back what belongs to me. Taking back what belongs to my family. Taking back where the enemy is trying to come to steal, kill, destroy, and to discourage. How many has felt the enemy just kind of on your tail recently? Just kind of poking you, kind of offending you, kind of making you mad, kind of upsetting you. Why? Because the enemy knows what God is about to do. Because there's an atmosphere of the Holy Spirit moving. Amen? So the message is the warrior. We need to have a, a warrior's cry. It's okay to make a sound to God. It's okay to wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I'm going to use my mouth to declare the wonders of God. It's okay when you're in the car to begin to shout praises to God, shout the word of God. I believe God is waiting for our voice to resound in the atmosphere so that miracles can begin to happen. Not enough time to sit on the sidelines anymore, is it? It's time to make a shout. And maybe you're gentle and, you know, you're more meek and, and you know, you don't feel powerful. But it's not about the, the volume of the shout. It's about the faith of the shout. It's about getting up every day in these 21 days. And it only takes 21 days to make or break a habit. And getting up and saying, you know what, I'm going to use my voice. And even if it's a whisper, the enemy's going to hear my voice. I'm not backing down. I'm not sitting down. I'm not waiting back. I'm going to take what the word of God has for my life, and I am declaring it into the atmosphere for miracles to change in my life. Listen, you can be mild and meek, and you can be all those things because Jesus was those things. We saw who he was here on earth. He shows that he was meekness. He was power under control. He was an uneducated um, shepherd. You know, he was always with the sheep and with the kids. We see in scripture that he was full of love and mercy and compassion. And there was this beautiful side of Jesus that we saw. But we can't forget the other side of Jesus. Because Jesus was fierce. And he was mighty. And he was a warrior. And he was full of passion. Amen. Jesus was the greatest warrior we've ever seen on earth. And he is the one that we need to follow our example after. Amen. When you were created, you were created with the heart of a warrior. And we've got to quit sitting back feeling like you don't have a place in the kingdom of God. Sitting back beat up and defeated and feeling like the world has handicapped who we can be in Christ. The world can put measures on us but not in the spirit. You can still take what belongs to you. Your family can still be blessed and prosperous. You can still walk in favor of God. You can still have your dreams and desires from God. But you've got to awaken the warrior on the inside of you. Amen. Praying in the Holy Spirit, reminding yourself who you are in Christ, taking the affirmation scriptures and declaring who you are according to the word of God, amen? 
If you look at the nature of God, the nature of God was in so many metaphors in the Bible. He was called the great shepherd. How many thankful for the shepherd? He was called the hiding place. He's a fortress. He's our rock. But something that is so clear when Jesus was identified, he was also called a warrior. And when you look at uh, Exodus 15, it was the song that Moses sang in the children of Israelites. And they had just went through the Red Sea experience. God had parted the Red Sea, and the enemy had been devoured up. And they had sang this song that says, I will sing unto the Lord who has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider has been thrown into the sea. Amen. We have a shout of what God has done in our life. And it says in Exodus 15, verse 3, it says, the Lord is a... What is he? He's a warrior, and the Lord is his name. We serve the God that is a warrior. He's a fighter. He fights the battle for us, amen? And we've got that same warrior's anointing on the inside of us. It means his saving presence. That's what a warrior means. How many need gods to save us in areas of our life? It means he rescues you. He protects you. We have a God that is a warrior. We don't serve a weak God. We don't serve a God who can't meet our needs. We don't serve a God that can't deliver us and give us favor. We serve a warrior who is on my side, who is fighting the battle for me, who favors me, and I'm his kid. Amen? Even Jesus, who is full of mercy and love, could put up a good fight. So, yes, we've walked in mercy and love, and we've been content over the last couple of years, but it's time to put up a fight. It's time to put on our warrior shoes. It's time to pull out the sword of the spirit. It's time to take the word of God, which is my shield of faith. It's time to put on the helmet of salvation that protects my mind and my thoughts. It's time to put on our boots of peace. I don't know what you need in your life, but we need to put that armor on and begin walking and who God said we are. Your warriors. Put on the belt of truth, which puts it all, holds it all together. During this fast, you need to hear what God has to say. What is your word from God? I, Pastor Paul has his declaration. I have my declaration. But what is your declaration from God? What is God speaking to you? Take time in the first days of these fasts and, and get quiet before the Lord. Get your Bible out. Get your notebook out and begin to hear what God has to say. Do you know it only takes one word from God to shift your entire life? One word, one scripture verse, that's all I need. I don't need a whole booklet full. Just give me one God that's going to change the course of my life because I want my joy back, I want my hope back, I want my peace back, and I want all that God has for me. Amen? So it's time to put up a fight. Say, put up a fight. Amen? we got to dig deep, get past our flesh that wants to be complacent and apathetic in this season and comfortable and allow ourselves to let those new wineskins on. Let the Holy Spirit challenge us. Matthew 10, 34 says this, Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth, is Jesus. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword, the word of God. In this season, and on our website, we have scriptures you can confess. We've got affirmations. Everything is there that you can find. But get the word of God coming out of your mouth. 
It's not enough for it just to be sitting on our desktops in this season. It's not enough to just be an app on our phone. We have to get the word of God and use it like the sword in my life. I'm going to take the word and I'm cutting out depression. I'm going to take the word and I'm getting rid of discouragement. I'm going to take the word and I'm eliminating offenses. Whatever it takes, I'm going to take the sword that Jesus gave me and I'm going to execute it in my life to take away everything that doesn't line up with the will of God. Men, we serve a warrior and you are a warrior. You have it in you. You have the Holy Spirit in you. You've got truth in you. And you may think, man, I've been beat up in this season, and I don't know if I can do it. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That can be your anthem verse if you want. I can serve God. I can be in joy. I can be free. My children can serve God. I can be blessed and favored. Why? Because the word of God says so. Because I am a warrior. Amen? If you look at scripture, when Jesus was teaching in Nazareth, and he was talking, he was doing signs and wonders. He was proclaiming the word of God. The people got angry with Jesus because they didn't like the religion messed with. And so what did they do? They tried to take the word of God and they took him to the edge of the city and tried to throw him over. But guess what? That word of God disappeared when they were trying to destroy it. And the word walked right through the crowd. Every opposition against you, every angry spirit, every frustration may be trying to throw you off the edge. But when you've got the word of God, when you are a warrior, you can walk right through. And the enemy's going to be like, where did they go? What happened to them? Oh, they're over there serving God? Oh, they're still worshiping? They're still praising? They're still tithing? They're still showing up? Yes, because I'm a warrior. And no matter what the world throws at me or the enemy throws at me, I can rise above my circumstances. Amen? So when a crowd was trying to push him over, the word of God walked right through the circumstances. Listen, Jesus has always been a warrior in the word of God. When he died on the cross, he defeated Satan. Death, sin, hell, de death, the grave. He rose above it because he's a warrior, amen. I want to look at scripture and it says in Revelations 19. It says, I saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. We're talking about Jesus. With justice, he judges and wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations on his robe and on his thigh he has his name written king of kings and lord of lords there's a sword that comes out of the mouth of our savior the word of god we need to take that word and become radical with it, amen? We need to just put our faith out there and say, God, I'm going to take your word, and I'm going to be faithful to declare your word in this season and your promises over my life and over those dreams that you spoke over me and over those prophetic words. I just feel led to tell you it's not too late. What God has spoken over you, what God has promised over your life, it's not too late. God wants to awaken those on the inside of you. He wants to arise your passion and your zeal and your hunger for the things of the world, uh, things of the Lord. But what does the world do? The world's pushing against you. The enemy's like this right now. He's pushing against you. Stubbornness and, and rebellion and frustration, he's pushing. 
And we need to rise up as the warrior and say, you will not bring me down. I will fight the good fight of faith. The Bible says to fight the good fight of faith. There are some times you got to get in the battle and you got to fight. And I studied those, those words out and it says fight the good fight. And the first word fight means to get in the battle. It means you got to get in it. And the last one is make the battle happen. So we've got to be willing to get in the battle in this season. I'm willing to put my gloves on. I'm willing to have a righteous anger, not at the things of the world, at people, but I have a righteous anger for the enemy of my soul and of this world. Amen. We've got to stand up. We've got to get into the contest, and we've got to fight the battle of God. Listen, if you read that scripture verse in, in Revelations, whose side do you want to be on? I want to be on Jesus' team. I want to be on the team that has the robe dipped in his blood, the one that is a sword coming out of his mouth and who is the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. Guess what? We are on his team. And as you are in this fast, you have to fight from victory, not for it. You're fighting from a place that already belongs to you, but you're calling it into your world. You're calling God back into your world. You're calling God back into the promises of your life. Three things that I want to share with you this morning that God has given every warrior. And as I was putting this together this week, I just felt so strong that God is moving on the men in this season. The men of God to rise up as the warriors in the kingdom. Warriors in the house of the Lord. Warriors in your own home, over your children and over your spouses and what God has called you to do. There was a call of God to the men of God to begin to rise up to their seated position. Women are natural warriors. We will cut for our children. I will hurt you for my kid. We're natural warriors. Men, there's something inside of you in the kingdom. You have to connect to what God says you are who God says that you are. There is a sound of the men that need to arise in this time. It's not just the women that need to take the front. It's a season for the men to take the front. The men should be at the altars worshiping. The men should be at the intercessors, the first ones there, bringing their family alongside of them. Not a question of if my family is going to go, but we are going to go to church when the doors are open. We're going to go and pray. We're going to get there early. We're going to win people to Jesus. Men of God, it's time for you to arise and be the warrior that God's called you to be. You don't have to feel perfect, be perfect, but you walk in who God's called you to be. You are anointed prophets and priests of your home. And I think what we have to remember, and us girls too, but as men, you have to remember what you're fighting for. And what are we fighting for in this season? Are we just going to be complacent and let whatever happens, happens? Or are the men going to rise up and say, I know what I'm fighting for. I know what I want God to do in and through my life. The first thing I want to share with this morning is, number one, you've got to know as a warrior, you've been called to be someone to protect. You need to protect someone. Men are called to be the protectors, the watchovers, the overseers of, of the church, the overseers of your family and of your children. There's a protecting anointing you have as men of God and also women of God. But I'm calling and challenging the men today because there's a sound that is necessary from the heart of men. If you look at Nehemiah, 
And he was desperately trying to rebuild the walls, the temple. He was desperately trying to do what God called him to do. He had a purpose. He had a plan. But what happened? The enemy came at every turn to discourage him. Came at every turn to discourage the people and stop the work of God and bring strife and bring division. And all Nehemiah wanted was to rebuild a place of worship. But the enemy was fighting so hard from that happening. And there was something about Nehemiah and his position and his calling that he had like this brave heart moment. When you read the scripture, like, man, he just like rallied everybody together. And Nehemiah 4.14, he said this to them. In their discouragement, in their defeat and frustration, Nehemiah stood up bold and said, don't be afraid of them. We've got to stop walking in fear. We've got to stop worrying about things in this world. We are the church of Jesus Christ. We are more than conquerors. We're the overcomers of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. We're the head and not the tail. But we have forgotten that. Yes, we know the scripture verses. But are we walking in them in a warrior's position? Or is it just scripture and we're not really embracing it? He said, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families. What are we fighting for? Your families, your children to serve God, your children to love the house of the Lord, your children to see you serve in the house of the Lord, your families to see you give and to be generous in the kingdom of God. Fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. Listen, men, you have something to fight for, and it's a protection to protect the house of God. Protect your families and your children. If there's anything that you can be a warrior for, it's that, amen? And that's an instinct. Take that instinct. But we have to fight for our families. We got to fight for the freedom of God. We got to fight for the purity in our homes. You got to fight for victory in your homes and in the church. And you got to fight for generosity in the kingdom of God. The devil's fighting hard in this season. The devil has a plan and an agenda that would like to quiet the church, stop the church of Jesus. And we as the church, it's time to stand up. It's time to not be timid. Amen. It's time to arise. Why? Because there's a legacy of kids watching us. There's a generation of children that is looking, where is the warriors in the church? Will we be weak and anemic or will we arise in this occasion and show them how to fight, show them how to do the word of God? I know when I came in here to pray one day, I brought Maya with me. She was hanging out with me, watching a movie. I'm like, girl, if I'm going to go pray, you're going to come pray with me too. And I taught her to walk and pray. And I taught her how to turn on music and hear the voice of God and pray for this church and pray for you and pray for this city. Why? Because there's a legacy that needs to see us fight. There's a generation, amen. There's the next generation of the church who needs to see us not be weak and anemic, but let us fight for what is right in the kingdom of God. There's something on the inside of us that needs to awaken as the church, and it's a righteous fight. There's a righteous anger that has to arise in us in this season of protecting the house of God, protecting the call of God in this North Phoenix, Arizona, protecting your families. How many remember the movie with Liam Neeson taken? Like the first one was like the best one ever. And Liam, when he find out that, that, that they took his daughter, do you remember that war that came? Like it's the best line ever. He said, I have a very particular set of skills 
I will look for you, and I will find you, and I will kill you. We need to have that warrior. I have a very set of particular skills. I've got the word of God. I've got the power of God. You may have knocked me down, but I'm getting up, and I'm going to seek you out, and I'm going to kill you and destroy you and get back what you stole from me. And not only onefold, but sevenfold is coming back to my house. It is payback time. Woo! We have to take our position, amen? I heard this. Maya was listening to Hamilton the other day. And it's like a very wordy play, but this one line stood out to me, and he said, if you stand for nothing, what will you fall for? That is so powerful. What do you know you'll give your life for if you don't stand up for something? Amen? Let's be that church that in these 21 days, we are going to stand up for God. We're going to stand up for the word of God and the power of God in our life. Amen? 2 Samuel 10, verse 12 says this. I love this. Be strong and let us fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God. Do you hear that call from the word? It's time to fight. Amen? It's time to stand up for our cities and be brave. That means when church is open, we're getting to church. That means when it's intercessory prayer, if you can and not working, you know I'm not legalistic, but I'm getting there if I can. I'm going to serve where I can to build the kingdom of God. When they need something, I'm going to be there to do what I can do. Why? Because I'm going to fight for the people and for the cities of my God. Amen. Not only for my own house, but for the houses that are here, for the children that are in this house and those that are called to this house in the future. Amen. So you are a warrior because you have someone to protect. Doesn't that feel good? That's why when I became the pastor of this church, we, we enacted the heroes immediately. Why? Because every man needs to be one and every woman wants one. Men, you have something to fight for. We need your worship. We need your prayers. We need your presence. There is the power of a man that takes the seated position of a warrior that shifts the atmospheres of God. Number two, number two, number one was someone to protect. Number two, we have a kingdom to advance. You have a kingdom to advance, men and women of God. You have a ministry to fulfill. There's something on the inside of you that God has called you to be a part of this moment in the kingdom of God. And in Luke chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, it says this. When Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and cure diseases. And he sent them out to do what? Proclaim the kingdom of God and heal the sick. Why are we here? To proclaim the kingdom of God and heal the sick. There's something in us as, as the righteous men and women of God in the kingdom that is supposed to push the kingdom forward instead of sitting down and trying to get the pastor to pull you forward. I know, I've tried to pull harder. I'm tired. I'm not going to pull warriors anymore. We're going to rise up. We're going to kill the flesh. 
We're going to fast until we can feel it and we ache with, ache with hunger pains. I'm going to read the word until my eyes are awakened and I love the word of God. Let's do our part. It's time to move this church forward and what it's called to do in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Why am I a warrior? Because this world, this city needs to be touched for Jesus. People need to be healed. People need to be delivered. Marriages need to be restored. There is hope that this world needs that this church is called to give. But if we are constantly just dragging our feet, we can never do what God's called us to do. I don't care how much vision comes from this pulpit. If we don't get in a warrior's mode and change our mindset and change our heart, we will never do what God's called us to do. But guess what? When you become a warrior, it gets fun. Church is fun when we're doing something for Jesus. Amen? Church is fun when we're passionate and excited about the things of God. If you look at Matthew 6, what does he say? Seek first the kingdom of God. What are we here for? The kingdom. Can we have great vacations? Absolutely. Can we go do wonderful things? You should, and I hope you do. But what is our first priority? The kingdom of God, not ours. The kingdom. Everything else will be added unto you. But there's a kingdom to be won in this hour. And there are very few saints hearing. I'm not just talking about this church, the church. Very few saints hearing. What is God saying? Are we relying on old revelations, old notes, old word from God? I can tell you that was all good, but that's, that's not where God is at. What is God saying today? In this moment, in this hour, the way this world looks, it's time to get that word, amen? He said in Matthew 6, he said, when you pray, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it's already in heaven. There's a kingdom. You look later in scripture, what did Jesus say? Behold, I give you the keys of the kingdom. And whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. What is that? That's a warrior. Amen. It's time to get in the fight. My title is called When It's Time to Throw a Punch. It's time to get in the fight. It's time to take the keys of the kingdom, amen, and begin to unlock what God has. Jesus has called us many things in the word of God. He calls us the light of the world. He calls us ambassadors of the good news, good works that he prepared in advance, amen. Wherever you're at in whatever place you are in your life, you can be the light of Jesus. You can be an ambassador for the things of God. If you're a businessman, shine bright for Jesus as a businessman. Walk in favor in what God's called you to walk into, amen. But we've got to advance the kingdom. If you don't have a cause to fight for, you'll fight against wrong things. If you don't have a cause to fight for, you'll fight against wrong things. If you don't know where you're aiming this year and what you're really fighting for and what you want, you will find yourself fighting for things in your life that will be beating the air, empty in vain. What do we find ourselves if we're not aiming towards God? We fight against authority. Don't tell me what to do. Tell me to fast, Pastor Barb. I'm not saying you have that heart, but you know what I'm saying, the resistance of authority, right? Am I fighting against that, or am I fighting against powers and principalities? Am I fighting the natural battle, or am I fighting a spiritual battle? Because if you don't want what you're fighting, you're going to fight the wrong thing. Sometimes we fight boredom. Just fighting boredom is going to get through the day. 
You don't realize you're fighting to get through this battle and onto the other side. We fight our spouses. We fight our bosses. Sometimes we fight against the very people who are trying to help us. Amen? Listen, a distracted warrior is a destructive warrior. A distracted warrior is a destructive warrior. What happens when a warrior is distracted? They abandon their post. You're not fighting to protect someone. You're not fighting to advance the kingdom of God. You're not fighting for what God has. We're fighting for all the pleasures of the world, but we've abandoned our post as warriors. I'm not just talking about the men. I'm talking about the women too. We abandon our post instead of showing up when I need to show up. Finding that my place in the kingdom is valuable. And when I show up, when I'm supposed to show up, there's somebody next to me that needs my word from God. There's somebody next to me that needs that hug and and encouragement. Wherever God has you at the post, there's something that you're going to do for God in that moment. But if we are distracted, we become destructive. And you know the first person we are destructive with? Ourselves. We self-sabotage. I'm worthless. I'm good for nothing. I'll never be anything. God will never use me again. And we become destructive. And that warrior that can change the atmosphere of a city, a home, and a church is now not at its post. And there's no fight mentality in the kingdom of God. Don't abandon your post or your calling. Don't surrender what God has called you to do. Amen? And number three, really quick. We have someone to protect. That's why we're fighting. You have a kingdom to advance. And number three, you got a battle to win. It's time to win some battles. We've been beat up, haven't we? We seemingly have lost a lot of battles. It seems like we get through one thing and there's the next blow. And we get through another thing and there's the next blow. Like, are we ever going to get our footing, God? And we can't give up. We can't give up in this hour. There's a battle to be won. In Psalms 144, verses 1 through 2, it says this, Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. You were created for a battle, amen? You were created to war. Christianity is not a playground. It's a battleground. And this is a season where we're going to have to take territory. And I'm going to share a good prophetic word Wednesday night, and I hope you come, and I hope you come hungry to hear what God has. But it is a battleground right now. The devil is fighting for the atmosphere of the kingdom, and the warriors need to rise up. I don't know if you saw this, but the Satanic Church is hosting their very first ever Satanic Conference in Scottsdale. Three days. Three days, they're bringing all the Satanists in, and they're going to preach their agenda. They're going to preach their abortion agenda. They're going to have after-school programs for kids. This is the Satanic Church. While the Church of Jesus is being lulled to sleep, the Satanic Church is rising up and trying to take our children. And they're doing it very cuttingly and sly, and they're just now starting to peek their head up. But this didn't happen overnight. They've had an agenda. And the church needs to wake up and begin to fight the battle and tear down the forces of hell that the devil will not have Arizona. The devil will not have our city or our children or our churches. Listen, the devil is defeated. All he can do is be put on display. But if the church is lulled to sleep, they will start sneaking in to the system and exercise control. Do you know that they are already trying to have abortions available in their church? 
Why? Because it's worship to the Dagon God. It's sacrifice to children. And they're in the Supreme Court right now trying to legalize it. While we're trying to get the church to come together and worship God. Come on. We got to wake up. We got to see what's going on. The church needs to be seen and heard and strong. Quit fighting about all this other garbage and let's fight the word of God. Because that's all that matters at the end of the day. Amen. You are a warrior. And you have to say to yourself, I'm called to this. Amen. There's a fight in you, but you have to make it come to life. During this fast, let's remove passivity. Let's remove apathy and complacency and say, I am called to this battle. And maybe some of you have never had a warrior in front of you give you an example. Maybe you haven't, but you're going to have to speak to the warrior and declare, I am a warrior and declare the word of God. So what happens? All of a sudden, we're going to rise up and we're going to say, we're ready to be a warrior. Men of God, you're going to be ready to take your places. Something's stirring up in you. You're like, yes, I'm going to do what God's called me to do. And then life happens. This is what's going to happen. I'm challenging you today, and I'm saying, be the first here for prayer. Be the first one with your family. Be the first one to worship God. And you're like, yes, that's right, because it's truth. But then you're going to go home, and there's going to be bills to pay. And there's going to be a car that's going to break down. And you're going to get angry, and maybe you and your spouse will have the best blowout fight you've ever had. And you're going to have to stop and say, get away from me, Satan. I'm a warrior. I recognize your tactics. I'm not going to bow down to you, but I'm going to be and do who God's called me to be and do. Amen? You have to desire something different from what you see. So how do you, I'm going to give you this quickly, how do you step into your mission? Right? How do we do that, right? Live a life that's pleasing to God and, and uh, doing the will of God in our lives. Let me encourage you with this. And they're going to put the quote up on the screen. Victory isn't always what you conquer later, but victory is being faithful and obedient today. Let's read that again. Victory isn't always what you conquer later. In other words, I'm not doing what I do for victory now right? I'm doing faithfulness and obedience today so that I can get victory later. And we get that reversed. Well, I need victory. No, I'm going to do what it takes right now to get victory. I'm going to obey. I'm going to do the word of God. If I'm called to fast and pray, I'm going to fast and pray. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. Amen. It's not about winning in the moment. And this is what a lot of Christians get discouraged about. Well, I did 21 days and it didn't work. No, that's not the victory. The victory is the few days you went without food. That's victory. David didn't kill Goliath the moment he showed up with the stone. He showed up with a little basket of bread to feed his brothers. That was victory. you got to see what you're doing. You're taking steps to get to that place of victory. Don't get discouraged because victory hasn't happened yet. I'm going to victory. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to be discouraged by it. Amen. Think about Jesus. He wasn't victorious when he gave his life on the cross. That was victory, but victory was when he defeated the devil when he was fasting 40 days in the wilderness. That was victory. When the devil came in and says, throw yourself down, all the angels will come and rescue you. What did he do? He took the word of God, 
And he said, the devil said, I'll turn that stone into bread. And what does Jesus say? Man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus was a victor, victor then, even though he wasn't at the cross yet. He said, jump off the cliff. And, and God says, don't put the Lord God to test. He said, bow down and worship me. I worship the Lord God only. That was victory for Jesus. And he said, get away from me, Satan. See, when you're going into this fast, that's victory. You may not have the breakthrough yet, but that's victory. You open up the word of God and you're saying, I'm going to read God's word this year in this fast. That's victory. You show up at church on Sunday and you don't want to. It's football Sunday. There's like three games today, you know, like games all through February, I guess. You show up, that's victory. Why? Because I'm protecting the next generation. I'm advancing the kingdom of God, and I got a battle to win. You don't do that overnight, do you? No, you do what you need to do. You lead your family in the right direction, and then you get to victory. Victory is when Jesus protected the broken woman from an angry mob when they were trying to stone her to death for committing adultery. A warrior in Jesus is when he overturned the tables in the temple and they had, they had dishonored the house of worship of Jesus. Sometimes you need to turn the cheek and sometimes you need to turn a table. Guess what? We've sat quiet long enough, church. Let's turn a table. Let's get righteously angry at the enemy trying to halt the kingdom of God and let's flip that table, Amen. Jesus knelt down in the garden, and the devil was trying to destroy him. And he said, take this cup from me. Not my will, but your will be done. That was victory. Victory on the cross when they mocked him and stripped him naked and spit at him. And he hung his dead head down, and he died. He said, into your hands I commit my spirit. That was victory. Listen, Jesus was a warrior when he lived, and he was a warrior when he died. Faithful in obedience every day. Let me ask you this. What's your battle? What's the one battle you need to win? I'm not asking to list all of them because I don't know where you're at. But what are you aiming at these next 21 days? What's your battle? It's a new year. What's your heavenly assignment? Name it so that you can defeat it. Whatever it is. I'm personally working on my health. That's one of my heart's desires. And guess what? Losing the weight doesn't start right now. Weight comes off when I stop eating Oreo cookies. Stop sending them to me. Because <laughs> you all know I love them, right? But victory is when I say no the first time, and then I say no the second time, right? You got to see, you got to put in the work to get to the place of victory. If you want to get out of debt elimination, debt cancellation, get a budget. Get a plan. Put $25 to that budget every single week. You got to put it, well, God, give me supernatural debt cancellation. Maybe he will, but maybe he just wants you to have self-control. Put a little bit of money. What? Because at the end of this year, God's going to make my natural and put his super on it, and I'm going to be debt-free. But we got to put a little faith in it. Amen? We got to get out of passivity. We got to lead spiritually. We got to get out of those things that are holding us down. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me close with this scripture verse. We have someone to protect. Amen. We have a kingdom to advance. We got a battle to win. And Joel 3 9 says this Say to the nations far and wide, get ready for war. There are times to take the 
armor off and climb in dad's, daddy God's lap. And there's time to get in the battle. And this is our time. Get ready for war. Call out your best warriors. Let all your fighting men advance for the attack. Hammer your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Train even your weaklings to be warriors. What's that? It's our children. Amen? The next generation. Come quickly, all you nations everywhere. Gather together in the valley. And now, O oh Lord, call out your warriors. There is a clarion call of the Holy Spirit. Where are my warriors? Where is the ones that I've been anointed and filled with the power of my Holy Spirit? Where are my righteous ones? Where's the righteous anger in my kids today? Where are you? God is saying, come to the field for battle. Let's come together, amen. Come together for worship. Come together to pray. Come together to battle the forces of hell so that we can break down what the enemy is doing and lift up what the power of God is trying to do in this time and this season, amen. You are warriors. You're overcomers. It's something David did, and I'm sure it was the hardest thing for him to do, but when David was just trying to fight the battles, and he went home, and the enemy had destroyed his whole camp, taken all his goods, taken all his wives and children, and guess what? Even his army betrayed him and said, look what you did to us, David. David had nobody. He was abandoned, alone, false accused, and tired. Does that feel like anybody else's life right now? We're tired. We're tired because we've been moving in this flesh and not enough spirit. And what David said, the Bible says that David did is he went and encouraged himself in the Lord. And that's what we're going to have to do in this fast, amen. I can tell you as your pastors for two, for your, as your pastor for two years, that's all I've done every day, walk and encourage myself in the Lord. Because what we see doesn't seem hopeful. But when you encourage yourself in the Lord, you see what God sees. You see victory. I, I see hope. I see joy. I don't see bad. I don't see destruction. I don't see what I want to see in the natural. But boy, I see what God sees. And that's what I'm aiming towards. I'm running towards what God sees. Amen. I have, I have a purpose. Why am I warring? Why am I fasting for 21 days? Just to get skinny? Not the only reason. I'm fasting because I'm warring for you and your family and the city and the purpose and the destiny of Faith Builders Church. Amen. And the lives that are going to come into Jesus and changed and transformed. Your family members, your friends, that's why we war. That's why we stand up. And doesn't it make warring so much better when it's not selfish? Man, I will fight for you, church. I will fast 21 days for you and your family and the purposes of this church when you blink an eye. Why? Because I know what we're fighting for. Amen. Let's close our eyes. Father, I thank you today for this amazing church. I thank you, Father God, for your purpose and your plan and that you are awakening the church, God. And Lord, you're awakening faith builders, God, for such a time as this. And Lord, I just pray over these next 20 days that we have in this fast, God, that we've declared a corporate fast, that, Lord, you give them grace, grace in this fast, and that, Holy Spirit, you'll speak to us the part we're supposed to play. God, what do we need individually 
to sacrifice, to set time aside. I pray, Holy Spirit, you speak to us, convict us, draw us. And I pray, Lord, that as we are in these 20 days, the next 20 days together, let us break the forces of hell. Let us unleash, Father, a move and a, a awakening that we've never seen before in this church or this city, Father God. We commit to you today to lay our life down so that, God, you can be lifted up in all things. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen and amen. I love you all so much. Let's welcome Pastor Paul.